time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter, with your host, Dana Rodriguez. And joining him tonight will be technical editor, Kara Pace, and educator, Lori Fisher. And it's got to be Mr. Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Damien, and welcome everybody to Minds Over Matter. We hope you can uh, be kind enough to give us an hour of your valuable time tonight because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program. So, of course, we're asking for that. Uh, Hopefully, you can give us a call and perhaps even uh, give us a question or give us an answer. Well, it depends. Anyway, the two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll-free. Yes, we have a toll-free number, 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. We'll be covering current events, movies, history, literature, geography, television, radio, and just about everything else. So you're, you're, all we ask is that you give us a call, 415-841-4134 or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Uh, just another reminder that uh, we do get a lot of calls over the course of the hour, at least I hope we do, and um, it's always best to try to keep to one question if you can, uh, just to be fair to the other people who may be waiting. And... Uh, you know, it can it can be a reasonably long question, but not long, long, long. So, just just remember, there are other people who are waiting to get on. We don't want anybody to feel bad about that, but because uh, we want your call, we want to get to your call, but we just want to take as many as we can. That's all. Uh, so, uh, also want to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter one at gmail dot com. So again, that is m i n d s o v e r m a t t e r one. That is the numeral one. So that is minds over matter one at gmail dot com. Uh, and uh, we generally don't read them during the show, but they all get read, and it's always great to hear from our listeners out there. And of course, if you'd like to hear us in live stream, that is available as we speak. Otherwise, it wouldn't be live. At KALW.org. Again, that is KALW.org. And of course, the podcast should be up reasonably soon after our show tonight, and that will be available at many, many places, I hope. Uh, but uh, start with KALW. But if you listen to it on iTunes or whatever, that's fine too. Okay, all that being said, I will say hello to my husband who's hopefully listening tonight because Miss Universe is on and uh, <laughs> it's tremendous competition for the oh, show. We're going to lose. It's false advertising, of course, because people only seem to come from the planet Earth to be on that show, but they call it Miss Universe anyway. So It's probably a good thing that uh, this show gets podcasted. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And uh, all right. All that being said, I will say hello to the voices you just heard, and that would be Kara Pace and Lori Fisher. Hello. What up? <laughs> and okay, that's that's very very happy of you. And, and Damien says hi. Yeah, Damien says hi. And Damien do- is all about the hand game today. He has yeah. like jazz hands. He has jitterbug <laughs> finger through the theme. Hand just, now he's raising the roof. Oh my god! Just arms. keep them above the desk, please. That's all we ask. <laughs> and. Um, if you would like to give us a call, we actually have two lines open, or maybe it's three lines, two. 
And so you can give us a call, 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. I guess everybody's waiting for Miss Universe. And uh, all right, we're going to start with the round of introductions. And here's the first. Cura Pace reminds you that, comma, just because something can be used to store your hoarded gasoline, it doesn't mean it should be used to store your hoarded gasoline. Yes, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, creative... Uh, containers on my Facebook feed and plastic bags and foam containers are probably not the best receptacles yeah. for your hoarded gasoline. Okay. Starbucks cups are okay though, I believe. Yeah, they? yeah probably. <laughs> yeah. PSA. Um, still home in his Zoom cocoon, Lori Fisher is finally comfortable removing at least one of his masks. It looks like the Minds Over Matter audience has done the same. Yeah, I look at everybody. They're maskless at home. It's really nice to see. You got you got cameras on everybody? I can't tell. <laughs> I'm not allowed to tell. Right. And yesterday, with a shaking hand, our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, wrote out his check for the IRS. He hadn't seen so many zeros in one place since Trump's last cabinet meeting. All right. Nice. <laughs> and uh, all right. All that being said, we will start with Kira Pace. All right. Uh, I'm going to start with my long question, get that out of the way early. Uh, I will do my lead in question, which is this. What do these novels have in common? Then we came to the end, the Buddha in the attic, the virgin suicides, and the fates will find their way. So all four of these novels have something in common. Then we came to the end, which is by Joshua Ferris, the Buddha in the attic, which is uh, Julie Otsuka. Virgin Suicides by Jeffrey Eugenides and The Fates Will Find Their Way by Hannah Pittard. Or Pittard, I'm not entirely Did sure. Did they all win a similar prize or were nominated for a similar or the same prize, I should say? Nope. Are they unique? Are they the only four works that have done they, this? No, this is not a comprehensive list, but so, it is okay. a unique characteristic that not many other novels share. Something about uh, anything with the movie rights or. What nope. it became in a later iteration? Nope. I think the only one that I heard of it being made into a movie is The Virgin Suicides. Me too. Um, hmm. What are, what are the, the ones we don't know? Are they, um, what, what, what year are they from? Or, what, or does it matter? Uh, it doesn't matter. I believe okay. they are, for the most part, 21st century. I'd have to check The Virgin Suicides because I honestly don't remember. That's not the issue, right? Is what they have in common anything contained in the stories of the novels of the of the story? Uh, no. Okay. Anything, Not exactly. Anything to do with the biographies of the uh, people who wrote, of the authors? Nope. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I can let you guys sit on that uh, for a little bit and read you my my lengthy question, which is this. Uh, I'm going to give you some second lines from famous novels, and I want you to tell me the title. So you don't get the first line, although a lot of these play off the first lines. You get the second lines. So I have a total of of eight. You guys can take two per. Uh, I feel like you'll get some of these pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Number one, whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, he told me, just remember that all the people in this world haven't had the advantages that you've had. So again, that is whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, he told me, just remember that all the people in this world haven't had the advantages that you've had. Number two, he had safely avoided meeting the landlady on the stairs. 
Again, he had safely avoided meeting the landlady on the stairs. Number three, it was a pleasure to see things eaten, to see things blackened and changed. It was a pleasure to see things eaten, to see things blackened and changed. Number four, no, I am not a spook like those who haunted Ed Growl and Poe, nor am I one of your Hollywood movie ectoplasms. Again, no, I am not a spook like those who haunted Ed Growl and Poe, nor am I one of your Hollywood movie ectoplasms. Number five, the war parts anyway are pretty much true. Again, the war parts anyway are pretty much true. Number six, it's so dreadful to be poor, sighed Meg, looking down at her old dress. It's so dreadful to be poor, sighed Meg, looking down at her old dress. Uh, Number seven, nice and short, is I'm stupid about executions. (laughs) I am stupid about executions. And the eighth, which I will read just once, Orbiting this at a distance of roughly 98 million miles is an utterly insignificant little blue-green planet whose ape-descended life forms are so amazingly primitive that they still think digital watches are a pretty neat idea. So what can you tell me of those eight lines? Do you have any of them? Well, I mean, Lori and I probably have the same immediate one, which is the Meg line, which is Little Women. That is correct. Uh, the others are, I have to think about, I'm afraid. Dory, did you have anything beyond that? Uh, I, I have that, but I have a, I have guesses on a couple. Okay. So number one, uh-huh. I just remember other people had advantages. Is that the Great Gatsby? It is the Great Gatsby. Very Good. nice. It is that one. And then the war parts are pretty much true. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it sounds like Slaughterhouse-Five. You do know, because it is okay. Slaughterhouse-Five. Yeah. I think I know one more, but you only let us have two each. So, David, uh, do you have another? Dana? Uh, the last one, is that Douglas Adams, Money Jam? It, it is. You've got to give me a name. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? That is correct. Uh, Hitchhiker's excellent. Guide to the Galaxy. Right. Very Ooh. nice. That is Ooh. not the one I would expect or expected to get picked off right away. So. All right. Excellent. Whew. So, four left for the audience. Okay. Well, you better read those. Uh, Okay. Uh, He had safely avoided meeting the landlady on the stairs. It was a pleasure to see things eaten, to see things blackened and changed. No, I am not a spook like those who haunted Edgar Allan Poe, nor am I one of your Hollywood movie ectoplasms. And I'm stupid about executions. And we don't have the leading question at all, right? (laughs) Uh, What do these novels have in common? Then we came to the end. The Buddha in the Attic, The Virgin Suicides, and The Fates Will Find Their Way. Is, Honestly, if you know if you've read one of them, you're you probably have the answer. Is the is the landlady on the stairs, is that William Styron by any chance? It is not. Okay. All right. Well, uh, they're all, oh well, they're all not diaries or epistolatory or anything like that. That's not one of those, right? Uh they are in a way, but that's not quite it. All right. And um Laura, you go ahead too. Okay, so this is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame question. Dana, I know you'll like it, but actually you'll, you'll get into it. Carol King was announced as being inducted into the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame under a second category. She is the second woman to be inducted in two categories. The first part of the question is, who are the first two? Okay, and, and you, know, you want to take a guess on that one? 
So only many men are inducted in two or three categories, but only three women. Carol King is one of them. Who are the other two? Oh, Tina Turner must be one. Yeah. Well, she, in fact, she's one going in this year. That's yeah. good. She's in as a performer twice, and the, the other one is also in as a performer twice. Kira, you have the other one? Mm. Diana Ross? No. Is Cher? No. Oddly enough, you would think that Sonny and Cher. Oh, and wait Cher a minute. Isn't Stevie did. Nixon twice? Oh, really oh, good. Is. That is the other one. Yeah. Okay. Oh my! Yeah, Greg excellent. would kill me if I. Yeah, I was yeah, about to really. say. I hope Greg was listening yeah. for that. So Carol King is the first one to go in at two categories. Uh, she was in before as a songwriter, non-performer. Now she's going in as a performer. The second part of my question is her as a songwriter. I'm going to give you a list of names of groups or individuals who recorded a song she wrote or co-wrote. I want to know the name of the biggest hit that she wrote for them. That makes sense. So these are all songs she wrote. She did not perform them until later. First one is Herman's Hermits. There's a total of seven. Give you two each if you get them. Second one is The Monkees. The third one is The Beatles. It wasn't a hit, but it was the only Carol King song they recorded. Number four is Steve Lawrence, the great, almost forgotten Steve Lawrence. Fifth one is The Animals. These are all early songs by her. Number six is The Crystals, which is the only song she ever renounced, by the way. That's a hint. And number seven was the Everly Brothers. So Carol King wrote, and then, in fact, they're all co-wrote songs, and these are all kind of early in her career, some when she was a teenager, hit songs for Herman's Hermits, The Monkees, The Beatles, Steve Lawrence, The Animals, The Crystals, and the Everly Brothers. Tell me the song. Give you two each if you know. I think I can do two. What about you, Dana? Uh, I'll be lucky if I get one. Go ahead. They're all okay, before well, the, 1965, I think. The Monkeys one I'm not sure about. It's one of their earlier hits, and I want to say it's Pleasant Valley Sunday. That's it. Right okay. And, and they only had early hits. They didn't last long enough to have a long This hit. is true. This <laughs> is true. Um, the Crystals, I think it's called something like He Hit Me and It Felt Like a Kiss. That's exactly right. Okay. And she later said it was the only song she regretted writing. Because she was later in a relationship that was abusive and she thought it was celebrating. Mm. So very good. 1962 of all things. So we've got the monkeys and the crystals. Dana, do you have any of the other Yeah, the one I'm trying to think of is the animals. Um, uh, Yeah. Is that the one with little girl in it? Um, Yeah. I don't think. Not the animals one. No. The no. Animals one was the only one on the list that I did. I knew the song well. In fact, my high school band. Animals are the ones that did that. House of the Rising Sun. Right? Yeah, that's right. Eric Byrne. And he uh, sang this one too. Yeah. So, okay. I got to think about that. All right. Okay, so we're, we're looking for the hits that Carol King co-wrote for Herman's Hermits, The Beatles, Steve Lawrence, The Animals, and The Everly Brothers. And Kira got The Monkeys and The Crystals. Very good. All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, it's Stephen Vallejo. Hi. Hi. Um, Dana, last week you asked a question about a character named Ruth Martin from TV. Yes, I did. A mother, right? A mother. A mother, correct. There we go. Yeah. So she was the mother on Lassie. Right. Uh, There's also a character named Ruth Martin, also a mother, in a Best Picture Academy Award winning movie. Do you know what movie that is? That's a tough question. Well, how how old is this film? Um, last uh, 
30 years. Did, did she win the Academy Award too? No, just, it was just the best picture. She was a secondary character, but it was very, uh, very important that she was a mother in that movie also. Would it be too much to tell us who played her? Uh, I don't think you'd know the actress's name. It wasn't. Okay. Oh, you can tell me anyway. Dana would know. <laughs> Dana knows for sure. No, I don't. I don't. Not in the last 30 years. I probably wouldn't. Um, so this was, a, this was important to the plot, obviously, that she had yes. kids. It was a drama? The movie was a drama? Not yes. a comedy? Uh, the movie won a lot of Oscars. Not, nothing to do with terms of endearment, is it? No. Um, gosh. Want no, to tell us any of the stars? I'd have to ask something else yeah. to go on. Um, the movie won, um, in addition to Best Picture, it won uh, two acting Oscars. As so I think as I gets, missed a key what, word. What is the question exactly? I'm so sorry. So there's a character who is a mother named Ruth Martin in this movie. Oh, is it, okay. sorry. Is as good as it gets? Is that the movie? No. And it won two acting Oscars. Yeah, that's why. Is that's that, why that one too. As good as it gets, and it's not Silence of the Lambs. Oh, oh uh, what about American it, Beauty? Uh, uh, I didn't say it wasn't Silence of the Lambs. All right. Is it Silence oh. of the Lambs? <laughs> yes. Okay. So Ruth Martin, was that the... Senator Ruth Martin. That was Senator. Okay. Oh, very good. So the, uh, that was the, the mother of the girl who was being held prisoner by Buffalo Bill. That's correct. All right. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, I wouldn't so have gotten good. it with, all, with <laughs> a lot of help. So uh, thank you for that. Sure. All right. Um, actually, yes. uh, real quick, the um, uh, Kira's quote about uh, um, murder, I'm, or executions, I'm stupid about execution. That's yes. from uh, the, Be- the Bell Jar, isn't it? It is, Good. Yeah. Nice. Good. Good job. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good work. Sure. All right. Uh, so let me do a couple questions here. The Olympics are coming up, maybe. Um, there seems to be some uh, increasing doubt about it, but um, that that prodded me to maybe do some Olympics questions, which is about wow. as close to a sports question as I like to get. These, um, are, really, these are sports questions. Well, we'll see. not the way I ask them. Okay. Anyway, it's all mascots. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 all mascots. That's a good deal. Well, maybe I'll do that next week. Uh, so, according to the medal, medal, as in the medal you wear. The metal table provided by International Olympic Committee. What is the most metal, or metal, I should say, winning country in the Summer Olympics that has never hosted? So, according to the uh, the uh, metal table provided by the International Olympic Committee, what is the most uh, metal winning country? in the Summer Olympics that has never hosted either the Summer or the Winter Olympics. And so I'm equating, just so you understand, I'm equating the Soviet Union and Russia and East and West Germany. So don't say East Germany, please, because it's all Germany to me, and it's all Russia. So um, so once more, according to the medal table provided by the International Olympic Committee, what is the most medal-winning country in the Summer Olympics that has never hosted either the Summer or the Winter Olympics? What about South Africa? Good guess, but no. Okay. This is a very good non-sports sports question. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
It really is. Okay. Um, can you tell us, not that no matter how many medals they have won? Yes, I, I will be happy to tell you that. 491. Wow. So and that's in the medals. Summer Olympics, by the way. Yeah. I think, Kira, that was a good guess of an African country. Yeah, I think it's going to be an African country. I because uh, I mean, like Caribbean countries win a, a bunch of medals in like single. Not that many, right? I mean, like in you know, like a single sport or. And uh, I will whatever, give you one hint. Just not. It won't be four ninety one. I will give you one hint, though. It's certainly not in my interest to do so. Um, this this country has been in the Olympics a long time or they wouldn't have ended up with 491 medals. <laughs> right. So uh, once more, according to the medal table provided by the International Olympic Committee, what is the most medal-winning country in the Summer Olympics that has never hosted either the Summer or their Winter Olympics? Okay. And they won nearly 500 medals. Almost. Almost 500. Yeah. Okay. Oh, although, yes. has Spain it, ever hosted? Who, okay, I'm guessing who? Spain now. Not Spain. Okay. So think of countries also, Kira, that I'm trying to think of win in swimming and wrestling in kind of non, you know. Right, which is why I went with South Africa. Yeah. Well, they they win a lot of long distance, but they don't win a lot of others. Please talk amongst yourselves. Oh, where we are. (laughs) And uh, so here's my other Olympic question. Uh, These are the personages that opened various Olympic games, the summer games, okay? So these are personages that opened various Olympic games, summer games. Tell me the city by the personage who opened the games, okay? Mm-hmm. So number one is King George the First. Number two is King Gustav the Fifth. Number three is King Albert the First. Number four is Duke Henry of Mecklenburg. And number five is President Yuho Pasakivi. So again, I want the city that was hosting the Summer Olympics uh, by the personage who opened the games. Number one, King George I. Number two, King Gustav V. Number three, King Albert I. Number four, Duke Henry of Mecklenburg. And number five, President Yuho Pasakivi. And I'll give you each one guess. And these are all Summer Olympic cities, These are right? all Summer Olympic cities, yes. Was there a Summer Olympics in uh, Helsinki? Because that's what I'm guessing for the last name. Uh, that is correct. 1952, yeah. president of Finland, Helsinki, yes. Nice. All right. Uh, I don't know. Does, um, do any of these care at, uh, did Oslo? No, I don't think Oslo did the Summer Olympics. I, actually, no, I think I think. It's possible they did. I mean, Gustav is uh, is one of the Scandinavian yeah. countries, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Let's guess Gustav for Oslo. No. Okay. All right. And let's go to a call. Sports questions from Dana. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, Seed. How are you? Good. So in view of the horrible genocide happening in Gaza, Palestine, I'm not going to ask you any question today, but I will answer one of the questions from last time. But I would like, I'd like to mention that Joe Biden disappointed me a lot. Not only he, he, he gave the green light to Netanyahu to do the genocide, but he blocked the United Nations Security Council from stopping this thing three days ago, which would have saved 300 lives plus more. 
and the media building being destroyed, and about 60 or 80, 80 children that are evaporated under the rubble. Joseph Biden, Chairman you are a war criminal. The question I will answer from last time is uh, funny, 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 funny coincidence. What was, op- answer one of them, we have two, but answer one of them in view of the time. What was Operation Susanna? Operation Susanna was actually named after the old comedy, American comedy, called uh, Oh, Susanna, you remember that one? Anybody yes, remember? With Old Gale enough? Storm. Okay. Yeah, it was a great show. It was a great show. So what it was, uh, me and my three sisters loved to go to movies. Egyptians love movies even more than Americans. We used to go to movies. They go very cheap. They call it terso, which means third class, very cheap. Take your lunch and sit down and watch your movie. So for about two, three months, four months, we could not go to movies. Why? Because bombs were exploding all over the movie theaters, in the American consulate, in the British consulate, in the American Library in Alexandria. Everybody was horrified. Well, eventually the good Egyptian police caught the bad people who was causing that. And eventually all of them were tried. One was executed, one committed suicide, and about 30 or 40 of them were sent to life in prison. And they were released about oh, a couple of years ago, actually. They were released not long ago. And who was the guilty party? It was Israel. They All right. Now, Eid, Eid, this yeah, is no, not a political to. diatribe. This is not I the place to. for it. I have to. No, All you right, don't whatever. have, have to. Evening. You don't I have, have good to. Evening. I have good evening. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Now, this is not a place to discuss politics unless it's something bad about Trump. Uh, so <laughs> well, we have a question. Stay away from that. <laughs> and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, this is Sparky and Manny from Connecticut. How are you all doing? I enjoyed you on Jeopardy, Sparky. Thank you. I saw you on Jeopardy, Sparky. That was fun. Yay. Although, did you did you see that uh, business about the hand signal that the former champion supposedly gave, the white power hand signal? I wish to remain neutral on that. <laughs> okay. Speaking of not being I mean, politics. Was, mm-hmm. I was in the third lecture and he was in the first lecture and uh, like yeah, to, and he uh, did him. it pretty close to his tie. I can't imagine you yeah. would have been able to see that from yeah. 12 feet away. All right. Anyway, yeah. I'm not drawing you anyway, into that. Like Go ahead. Anyway, like to uh, call up a news show and start asking trivia questions. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Kira, your uh, question about um, well, one of them, uh, digital watches and all that. Uh-huh. That's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That is the Hitchhiker's Guide. This is true. Yay. All right. Uh, to the uh, Carol King written tunes, Herman's Hermit says, uh, "I'm into something good." It is very good. I thought you'd get that. Uh, the Beatles, it's uh, Chains. It is Chains. Nice. Originally, originally done by the Cookies. That's right. Yeah, good. Uh, Steve Warren and Donny Osmond. Yes, did what? Go away, little girl. They did. <laughs> Very good. Three That's bells. the little girl and, uh, I was think, trying to think of. That was the little that girl. You weren't thinking girl. of the animals. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. All right. No, it's the animals. The animals, I want to say we got to get out of this place. Yeah, that's it. That's the one I was thinking of. That's the one I was trying to think of. Anyway. But that, she didn't wait. She didn't write that one. Oh, okay. That's well, she it. didn't write that one. She did not. <sighs> okay, okay. I'm kind of stumped on that one. But I got a good most of them, and that's uh, good enough for us. Very good. Okay. All right. We're done. Thank you, Sparky. See you, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
And let's see. You're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Sunday at 7 p.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. Our panel tonight, that would be technical editor Kira Pace, uh, teacher Lori Fisher from Dabo Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. Uh, please give us a call if you are so inclined. And those two numbers are... Area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Let's see. We're not quite – well, let's do it anyway. Uh, All right. Let's repeat any questions that haven't been answered yet. Kira? What do these novels have in common? Then We Came to the End by Joshua Ferris, The Buddha in the Attic by Julie Otsuka, The Virgin Suicides by Jeffrey Eugenides, and The Fates Will Find Their Way by Hannah Pittard, or Pittard, I'm not entirely sure. Um, And then I've got some second lines from uh, famous novels. I want you to tell me the titles, and the three I have left are, He Had Safely Avoided Meeting the Landlady on the Stairs, It Was a Pleasure to See Things Eaten, to See Things Blackened and Changed, And no, I am not a spook like those who haunted Edgar Allan Poe, nor am I one of your Hollywood movie ectoplasms. That's it. I have a guess on the four novels. Are they are they narrated by a dead character? Nope. Okay. Um, I am looking. Carol King is being inducted to the Hall of Fame for the second time, and uh, I'm looking for songs that she co-wrote that became hits. And one of them is by The Animals. And uh, one of them is by the Everly Brothers. We have the others. That's all I have. The, just before I repeat my stuff, the the one, um, the Hollywood ectoplasm, that interests me. Is that a um, black author by any chance? It is. It's not Invisible Man, is it? It is the Invisible Ralph Man. Ralph Ellison? Ralph yeah. Ellison, the Invisible Man. That is correct. Okay, good. Very All right. good. All right. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, so, according to the medal table provided by the International Olympic Committee, what is the most medal-winning country in the Summer Olympics that has never hosted either the Summer or the Winter Olympics? And I'm combining Soviet Union and Russia and East and West Germany, so don't say East Germany, please. Um, and uh, these are the famous personages that open various uh, uh, Summer Olympic Games. Name the city by the personage. Uh, number one is King George the first. Number two is King Gustav the fifth. Number three is King Albert the first. Number four is Duke Henry of Mecklenburg. I have a question. I mean, I have a guess on the the host. Is uh, it Turkey? Well, no. Okay. As long as it's not King Gustav the fifth. No, I'm guessing on which country has never hosted and won a lot of medals. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. How about Turkey? Oh, that's a decent guess. Uh, no, not Turkey. No, I don't think they've hosted, and they've been around a long time. That was your good hint. Right. Yeah, okay. And let's see. Uh, Kira, if you have a reasonably, reasonably yeah. shorter question, because we want to get to as many calls as we can. I do. Okay. It's two-parter, but it's real fast. Right. Uh, in my dinner with Andre, who was having dinner with Andre Gregory? In the second half, in my breakfast with Blassie, who was having breakfast with Fred Blassie? Well, Wallace Shawn was having breakfast with uh, Andre. I and mean, by the way, he uses the word inconceivable at some point during that dinner. That is true fact. <laughs> is that a surprise? Did he use what? it? Oh, it's know. just, you know, he's Wasn't known it? for that one word. From oh, Princess oh, Bride. In, oh, Princess yeah. Bride. Okay. Wasn't it Andy Kaufman who was having breakfast with Blassie? It is. Andy Kaufman uh, had breakfast with Blassie and my breakfast with Blassie. Yeah, oh, that's go. nice. 
Easy peasy. Yeah. Okay. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, it's Tom in uh, Lone Pine. Hi, Tom. Hi. Um, here are the books, the uh, Buddha in the Attic version of Suicide. Were those all printed on paper containing bamboo? <laughs> if they were, I was not made aware. No, okay. Uh, the safely avoided beating the landlady, is that crime and punishment? It is. Oh, yep. Good, 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 good. And the, uh, the pleasure to see things eaten, blackened and changed, is uh, Fahrenheit 451. It is Fahrenheit 451. Oh, nice Very one. nice, and that finishes mm. that up. Uh, the medal-winning country that never hosted, how about Jamaica? Uh, no. No? Okay. Um, the city with the, did you get Gustav the Fifth yet? Not yet. Is that Stockholm? It is Stockholm, 1912. Oh, we're, we're close. Yep. And President Pasakides, is that Athens in 2004? It is not. The okay. President Pasakides is uh, Finland, Helsinki. Oh, Finland has already gotten gotcha. Right. Okay, and King George the First from uh, Atlanta in the great state of George. Uh? Nope. <laughs> no. Very good. Okay. Uh, in my Olympic question, there was a, a exhibition sport called ski joring, which was in the San Moritz Winter Games and was also uh, going to be an exhibition sport in Denver when they won the uh, bid in 1976 but turned it down. What is it? One more time. Ski wedding? Ski joring. S-K-I-J-O-R-I-N-G. Is it related to skiing? Uh, It is. Is it an early name for snowboarding? No. That's a good guess. Do, do we know it by another name? No. But it's Doubt related it. to skiing. Well, we don't, we don't know it by this name, that's for sure. All right. yeah. So you said it was, an, it was an exhibition sport in Denver and also an exhibition sport when? In Sam Moritz in like 1924, I think, 28. All right. Right. And it was listed as an exhibition. Denver never hosted, but they won the bid in 76, but turned it down. Is this like but tobogganing, or a, are you going down a hill doing no. something? No. No, it's flat. It's flat. Is it, some kind of, is it like um, playing hockey or something on skis? No. no. Nothing it like that. It, th- it doesn't involve a person on skis. Yeah, but it's not a team. It's not a team of people on skis at the no. same time. Okay. Hmm. Not a team of people. Oh, okay. So you're putting animals on skis here? (laughs) I wish. That would be great. Uh, All right. I guess you should tell us, Tom. Okay. You know, it's it's a skier being pulled by a horse. No. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It takes place outside over like, you know, it's for time, like on a 12-mile flat course. And it's a race, huh? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I guess what I think they do it probably a time trial type thing. I'm not sure if they all line up. That that sounds wouldn't that qualify more dangerous. as a horse race than a people race <laughs> because the horse is doing the pulling. Yeah, well, yep, yeah, that's true. But you know, dog, yeah, and dog splitting, the dogs are doing it's the equestrian, yeah. right? I don't think yeah, they yeah. winter sport. Hmm. Okay, thanks. Great show as always. Thank Adios. you. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Uh, Lori, quick question. I think so. In uh, 1980, I just listened to a radio show about this. In 1985, Kipper Gore uh, kind of 
encourage the Senate to have hearings about music and with the uh, wanting to have music have labels on it because things were so upsetting. Yeah. And the Senate did it. Her husband, Al, was the senator. They called three musicians to speak okay, at and testify in one way or another about whether the lyrics are controversial or not. So who were the three speakers? Two of them are well-known, and one of them is well-known because of the group he was in. Yeah, it looks like I, I have all three, so oh, you do. I do. Was okay. Frank Zappa one of them? He was. Yeah, yeah I seem to remember spoke. that. Yeah, yeah, he spoke, okay. and Kira's excited about the other two. Go ahead. All right, D. Snyder and John Denver. Yeah, a so who's, weird pair. Yeah, who's D. Snyder? Tell people. Uh, he's the lead singer. Twisted sister. sister. Yeah, and I heard his testimony. The guy was so eloquent. It was amazing. Oh, all three of them did a, yeah. a fantastic job. They did. And John Denver spoke about his song being Rocky Mountain High being censored. Very good. Yeah, the ones who sounded like idiots were the senators who did not even bother to prepare for this hearing. That's correct. Very mm-hmm. good. All right. That was quick. Do you want another quicker one? Uh, no. We'll take a couple okay. of calls and then we'll, okay. we'll see. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, this is Bob in Berkeley. Hi, Bob. Um, did you get the Animals Carol King song yet? We did not. What is it? Uh, Don't Bring Me Down. Oh, very good. Good Give job. A bell. Very nice. W- which seems really strange for her, but anything can happen. Really? Um, for the, um, the meddling, Olympic meddling uh, country that uh, has never hosted, would it be Poland? It would not be Poland. Uh, Hungary? Hungary is correct. Very good. Okay. Nice. Okay, I figured it would be European because of uh, early participation. Right, you're right. You're um, right. Okay, I have two quick questions about uh, uh, borders of states. Mm-hmm. Uh, which state has rivers for the whole length of the east and west borders? Well, first of all, is this east or west of the Mississippi? <laughs> Um, is this, is, is, I, I is think the Mississippi it's, it make, might be on the Mississippi. Is it Arkansas? Okay. All right. Is Arkansas the answer? No, it's uh, Arkansas is not completely bordered on the uh, west by a river. Okay. Is So it's completely bordered on two sides. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, uh, on the east and west are completely rivers, yeah. What about Iowa? Yeah, I was thinking that. Exactly, yes. Good. It is? Good. Oh, that's great. Good. Um, and uh, another s- state border question. There is a state that is landlocked and bordered by six other states. From that state, you can drive south into each of the other six states. So, oh. Oh, so I what, mean, like the, Vermont? The, mm, no, not Vermont. But because doesn't Vermont because of border Lake Canada? Yes. Yeah. So in other words, you can't drive to another state if you drive north. No, you can, but it is possible to drive south and to go into all of the six bordering states. Oh, then I was thinking maybe Tennessee or or um, or Kentucky. Tennessee. No, so that you know, it, it's like um, jigsaw puzzle pieces. You can drive south into all of the yeah. neighbors. Oh. Yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee is a good guess, except that's uh, I think it's like eight states it borders. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, but you not, know, Missouri. But six of them aren't south of Tennessee, right? Right. So it's wrong anyway because there's more than six that border it. Mm. Kentucky's not a terrible guess. Though. Is um, okay. Hmm. 
I, I like your New England, but that I don't think so. Is it? Okay, here's yeah, a just, hint. That's where um, yeah. Go ahead. A hint: Missouri is involved. Ooh. Okay, so that's one of the six states that it goes into. So it's just north of Missouri. Is it? Let's see. Is it Illinois? No. No, uh, it's it's you, you went the wrong way. I did. Yeah. I sorry. Oh, Damien thinks west. it's Arkansas. So it's Arkansas, and what gets you Missouri is the boot heel because the boot heel comes in. <laughs> Good job, Damien. Hmm? All right. Okay. Thank you. That's all I got. Thank you. Bye bye. And Damien got one more. Damien knew that the Everly Brothers recorded Crying in the Rain, and that was Carol King's other song. So Damien is running the board. Nice work. All right. Uh, let me give you a. I gave you a bell. Don't get greedy. <laughs> No, that's enough. I don't want to give you a big head. Um, no bigger than it is right now, anyway. So, all right. Let's see. Uh, let me give you a very quick Olympics question. What is the uh, southernmost city to host the Winter Olympics? One guess each. What is the southernmost city to host the Winter Olympics? Ooh. Is it in the southern hemisphere? Uh, no, the Winter Olympics has never been held in the Southern Hemisphere. Okay. How about Osaka? No. Uh, um, no. I'm wrong. I'll just say Turin, just, uh, for a lack of dead air. Uh, no. Not bad. Okay. No. So, so further south of Turin. It is, okay. again, what is the southernmost city to host the Winter Olympics? Okay. And uh, the two numbers to join us here are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free toll 866-798-8255. This is Minds Over Matter. We're here every Sunday at 7 p.m. We do actually have one line open there. So uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. What if there were no hypothetical questions? That would be That would be a great pleasure. That was the last one. If there were no hypothetical questions, that would have been the last one. Mm -hmm. Good. Anyway, here we go. Um, did Nostradamus predict Andy Warhol? I feel that you're going to say yes. <laughs> well, see, I can tell the future it's, it's is kind well. of funny. Well, <laughs> because I'm thinking of uh, Andy Warhol saying in the future. Everybody will have 10 minutes of things. So he was predicting, and I don't know, I'm a little, little confused here, but actually um, that kind of hooks into the uh, 10 minutes of fame. Who was president for a day? There were a couple people who were president for a day. Uh, really? Stephen Austin I've got was one president in mind. for a day. And, um, oh, let's see. Who else was president for a day? Aren't, aren't there people who took over when the president was sick? Or yeah, it's, or when the, no, it's when the inauguration was Stuff like that, right? It's when the inauguration, uh, the president's term ended on a Saturday, and they didn't hold the inauguration. They couldn't hold the inauguration on a Sunday. So, in other words, there was sort of a one-day... That's gap. right. No. It's no. really a... Yeah, I mean, the formality would have been... He actually technically wasn't really president for that day. The same way... If a if a wedding were postponed, you already got married in city hall and have the certificate. The other inauguration is really just a formality, right? So he like he got, he got to to dine out 
years later. He year, years later, he he said, "Wait, I was president that day," and he got to dine out and have fun with it. But in fact, he wouldn't have been president. Uh, do you want the date? Uh, it's isn't it in the eighteen forties or eighteen fifties? Uh, yeah, yes, you're right, eighteen forties. Um, what administrations was it between? Oh, I think it's I think it's. Um, is it Tyler and Polk, or... It, yes, yes. Yeah, right. Polk into Tyler. Yeah. Or no, it's, it's Tyler into Polk. It's uh, Polk came after Tyler. Uh, wait, wait, Polk came first. No, Tyler came first. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler <laughs> no, no. left office in 1845. Don't, and don't argue. No, don't no, argue no. Yes. Andrew Polk. No, no. Andrew, you, no. This is like it's Gracie Allen and George Burns. Um, <laughs> the end of his, the Andrew Polk term. No, no, no. There was, no, no. You're thinking of James K. Polk. John Tyler was president after after William Henry Harrison died. So he oh was no, president. no, wait. I, you know, I always get Tyler confused with Taylor. It, it was Polk into Taylor. All right, okay. Then that's that's uh, 1849. So that's right. Okay, March fourth, 1849. President for a day. Right. Yes. So, uh, I, but. Anyway, so just uh, just a little funny. The uh, Nostradamus. Hey, but you know, I just learned something from what you said before. Don't bring me down. Was you said the animals recorded yeah, it? They did. Carol King. It was her song that Eric Burden and the animals. It was recorded. her song. And you know what I just learned as I'm waiting for you because one of my favorite. Okay, so David Bowie covered it too. Because he did that song on what album? Kara, you're a David Fantastic Bowie. Fantastic David Bowie album. I, I don't know my David Bowie albums. No, so you can, do I. You can tell us. Which one? Oh, it, David Bowie does a bunch of covers from that from that era. And the name oh, of that, that the album black, is... Was it Black Tie, White something? That one? No, no. The, the David Bowie album is, is as a... Oh, if you don't know it, you're not going to get the... Uh, Twiggy is on the album cover with him. The name of the album is David Bowie Pinups. And he does Don't Bring Me Down. So I just learned he was, he was doing a Carole King song. Secondhand. That's pretty cool. All right. That's pretty good. Okay, Carole listen King to it. Covered. It's fantastic. I will. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And let's see. Next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hey, it's Bill and Melissa. Hi, Bill. Hi, Melissa. Uh, I have a I have a guess, and Melissa has a question. Okay. Um, for Kira's first question, does this have anything to do with the voice of the narrator? As if, as in, all of them are first person narrators. It's it does have to do with the voice, and they are all first person. But you're missing a keyword. Um, it's not just that they're first person; it's first person. Ah, it's first person deceased, isn't it? Nope, not first person deceased. I had guessed that. Let's see. But you are you are only you are one word how, from the final about, answer. How here. about first person plural? First person plural. Yeah. They are all narrated by we's. Ah, thank you, Carl. Oh, okay. Okay. You get the bell. All right. And here's Melissa. Hi. Hi. Um, let's see. I uh, This is related to an earlier question you asked. It's sort of book-related. Um, 
So who was Julius Rosenwald? Rosenwald? Is that what you said? Wald. Rosenwald and an American. So I'll, I'll give you the dates. American in the, like, teen, 19, 19, 19, 20, 1917 in there. First of all, this is this a fictional character or a real character? He's a real character. Okay. He's a historical character, had a corporate role. Julius Rosenwald in the... You said this had to do with books? Like, is this an yeah, author? Yeah, I'll give you another hint. So, um, the book, the person that there's a connection to Rosenwald with is Ralph Ellison. No. Was Julius Rosenwald a publisher? No. Okay. Was, was he in a relationship with Ralph Ellison? No. Like, I wouldn't okay. say so, no, no. Was he in the business end of the literary world somehow? Publishing, editing, no. you know? No, think more education in contradistinction to books. It was sort of a red herring there on Ralph Ellison, even though it's true that there is a connection. Was he the first person? No. no. Oh, did he write The Visible Man? No. Uh, okay. well, Ralph Ellison did write The Invisible Man. No, but The Visible, the which is, I think, that, that, that uh, or not right, I'm sorry, it's like a figure that you can take apart. Like with, uh, Anyway, sorry. Um, great. The answer is no. Okay. You're <laughs> a person but who had a big impact, I will say. I, I'm not surprised that it's, you're drawing blanks. A big impact on Ellison or a big pay, impact on the universe? Does this have anything to do with teaching the the use of Ralph Ellison's book in a in a class? No. Okay. no, it has to do. Okay, I'll give you another hint. This person, at one point, uh, Julius Rosenwald was the CEO of Sears and Roebuck, or Sears Roebuck. Okay. And was he the first person to give Ralph Ellison a job, a writing job? No. Like, did Ralph Ellison write for the Sears catalog? Yeah. Because that would be awesome. That would be cool. <laughs> Did they sell any of Ralph Ellison's books at Sears? Sears used to have a book department at one time. Oh, that's why I call it. I love the answers like that. Um, <laughs> um, no, I'll give you one more hint. It has to do with education. So Rosenwald is in the 20s, right? And, and the visible yes. man is in the 40s. So, but, well, oh, right? That's true. Um, I'm going to... Let's give, let me see if I can. It has to do with the South. With the South. Education, the South, Julius Rosenwald. Right. Did he endow a scholarship in Ellison's name? Yes. Not a scholarship, but Ellison. A chair? I'm just going, a literary chair? He granted a, a, fel, a Rosenwald fellowship went to Walt, uh, Ralph Ellison, and that was the scholarship or the fellowship that allowed him to write The Invisible Man. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. But the, the thing that I thought was really interesting is Rosenwald funded like 5,000 schools in the South, and he, he, um, which were for, for, the, uh, for blacks, for African Americans at the time. And his name is so unknown, but he, he had a huge impact on edu- providing education when it wasn't otherwise available. And so then, the schol- then when he died, there was a fund, and then one of the scholarships in that fund went to Ellison. Nice. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. That's That's good. And uh, next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, uh, this is Kim in San Francisco. Hi, Kim. 
Um, is Colorado Springs the southernmost Olympic winter winter Olympic coast? It is not. Hmm. Okay, that was my guess. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. And if you'd like to give us a quick call, we do have a couple of lines open right now, and that's area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134, or toll-free 866-798-8255. All right, now's the chance. Who has a very quick question? I do. You always say that. Okay, Uh, Kara, you have one too. Go ahead. Oh, this, you can go. Go ahead. Go ahead. This, go this ahead, is very really apt. It's the end of the semester, and there's something that college students are doing now called chegging, C-H-E-G-G-I-N-G. What is it? Does it have to – is it related to chugging? Uh, what do you mean? Ch- like like alcohol? chugging? Al- yeah, like drinking no, very fast. It is not. Chegging. The, the kids are doing chegging. They're also doing chugging, I think, but they're also doing chegging. Which and you said it's doing. graduates that are doing it? It's college students. I mean, there might be all students, but the college students are doing quite a lot of it now. Is this have, does say. this have anything to do with um, the pandemic in a roundabout way? <sighs> Only very. I, I would say I'm going to say no, just because I think college students would always be checking. So this is not could. something that can be done online. Uh, it's only done online. It's only okay. So all right. Um, it's only but done. but but online even pre-pandemic they would be doing it. They just have online drinking contest now. It, I'm sure they do, but this isn't one. Hi, Bob. <laughs> um, okay, leave that out. Okay, checking. What is checking? Is the question. All right, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on. Hi, you're on. Minds ever matter. Hello? You there? All right, next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hello? Hi, you're on. Yes, it's you. Ah, greetings. Parkside here. Hi. Uh, I may have an answer, and I have a short question. Okay. The uh, answer, uh, King George, is that London? It is not London. Aha, okay, well. uh, My question, it's uh, kind of local trivia what does Benicia and San Francisco have in common? They were both capitals of California at one point or another, weren't they? Yes, but that is not the main... <laughs> oh, not good enough, huh? All right. Um, what do they have in common? Something geographical? No. Or histor- historical? Uh, yes. Kind of historical. Kind of. You well, said it is different. historical, it, but it is but, not but it's only in like, the past that exists currently. It's more more that they were the capitals rather than they're on the waterfront or something, right? Uh, it doesn't have to do with geography. Okay. You said it's ongoing. It's something that they still have in common? They like started, thing? yeah, a long time ago, and it's ongoing. Hmm. It's something to do with yes, the way the government... Yes, they still have in common. Something to do with the way the government is run? Or the city politics work? No. Anything to do with street names? Uh, it's to do with names. Oh. The, the name of the city itself? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Does it, it have to do with the way the, the way those cities were named? Uh, yes. Were the cities named by the same person? Uh, not named by the same person. Oh, they are the same person. Yes. Oh, huh. Benicia? Who's Benicia? I don't even know. 
Venetia and uh, Francisca are the first and middle names of General Leo's wife. Ah, oh. huh. I did not know that. Hmm. Very good. All right. <laughs> well, that's a surprise. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, okay. All right. One call. We'll see if it's a short question. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Oh, hi. This is Bob in Berkeley again. Hi. Is Squaw Valley the southernmost Olympic it, location? It is not. That is the Ooh. second southernmost location. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, that's all for me. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Time to clean up here. And Kira, what do we got? I was going to guess Salt Lake City, but I think that's north of Squaw Valley or right. south. Yeah. Uh, in that case, I got nothing. All my stuff was answered. Oh, okay. And Lori? I just have Chegging, and Chegging is, Chegg.com is a service that will do all of your homework. They'll do your math homework, your vocabulary homework. So it's kind of like writing papers, but it's more basic than that. And apparently a lot of college students are using Chegg in order to do their homework. What shocking! Shocking as that might be. Shocking. Yeah. So the southernmost city to ever host the Winter Olympic Games, that would be Nagano, Japan. In 1998. Uh, these are the personages that opened the various Summer Olympic Games. King George I, that's Athens. King George I of Greece, uh, 1896. Uh, King Albert I, that is the famous King Albert I of the Belgians. That was the Antwerp Games in 1920. And Duke Henry of Mecklenburg. Uh, open that was the consort of the Queen of the Netherlands. That was the Amsterdam Games in 1928. Uh, if we didn't get your call, I do apologize. Please remember that Minds Over Matter is here every Sunday at 7 p.m. We do hope you enjoyed the show, and we do hope you will join us again next Sunday. Uh, my thanks to our panel tonight. That would be Kira Pace, technical editor. Lori Fisher, teacher at Diablo Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. My thanks to Damian D. Minor for handling the board and phones. And, of course, our great thanks to you out there for taking the time to tune in and call. And have a great week, everybody. Please remember, join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you ain't sure, you might gotta be this